Hello, everyone. This is Montgomery County Today, and I'm Durley with the Public Information Office. Thanks for listening. I'm talking with Animal Control Officer Lori Charette. Hello, Officer Charette. Hello. Officer Charette joins us as part of a series of conversations with Animal Control about responsible pet ownership. And our topic today deals with preparing your pets for the cooler temperatures. Just like humans, our animals are sensitive to the cold, and owners need to take proper precautions to ensure their pet safety and well-being during the winter months. So the first thing we're going to talk about is shelters, and by legal definition of what is a shelter for a pet in Montgomery County. A shelter is a structure that should have three sides, a roof, and a floor. The roof should be slanted or angled so that rain or snow can drain off of it. Ideally, the shelter should be insulated and it must be uh, protected, the animal must be protected from the wind, rain, and snow. Uh, The animal needs to have enough room to be able to stand, sit, and turn around comfortably. What should we know about outdoor bedding perhaps because some some folks might think well in addition to this I want to add maybe a blanket maybe straw what are some of the tips that you might have regarding outdoor bedding for an animal so for dogs that live outdoors in the cold weather um, they need higher levels of insulation moisture and moisture resistance they can use a layer of fresh clean hay from grasses such as smooth brome or timothy uh, that provides a good cushion for them straw works well but a lot of times it breaks down very rapidly it breaks down easier than fresh hay okay it requires more frequent changes to avoid that creating a dust or mold oh okay and becoming hard you can also add a blanket on top of the straw or the hay or whatever material materials you're using and that provides a nice soft covering and additional warmth. You can also uh, layer some wood chips or shavings beneath the hay or the straw, and that helps insulate and keep the animal warm, and it provides some drainage and elimination of some of the moisture that can build up. So you did mention blankets. One thing to, of course, remember is that if if that blanket gets wet, you need to be pretty prompt in changing it and making sure that your animal isn't sitting or you know sleeping in a wet area because that's just going to make conditions worse. Right, right. Yeah. In general, though, it's preferable to have animals stay inside during the winter. And that being said, what about outdoor cats? Should should pet owners attempt to get that cat hanging out inside? What are your thoughts there? I think it ideally so. Uh, cats can also be very susceptible to the elements and providing them housing, uh, some sort of shelter uh, to keep them warm and insulated especially when we have snowy conditions that would be ideal not all cats are indoor cats or acclimate to the indoor world Mm -hmm. so you know best case scenario is if the cat has to stay outside that you provide it with a cat house similar to a dog house something that is insulated and there's actually a lot of information online that you can go sort of a more cost-effective route of providing a cat an insulated house by taking uh, those plastic totes and putting insulated coolers inside the totes and cutting a hole for the cat to access it and tipping it upside down so it makes a cat house. Okay. So there are some ideas online that people can use to help their cats cope with the winter elements. 
And since dogs do spend some time outside, as far as, you know, going on walks, going outside to eliminate, owners really need to be prepared and make sure that their pets are properly cared for in the cold. Let's talk a little bit about our pets and their susceptibility to the effects of the cold. what, What grouping of dogs would we need to really, really watch out for? The thin, elderly, and young dogs are especially susceptible, and also those dogs with short fur. They don't have that that second that undercoat that provides that insulation, that second layer of insulation. So animals with short fur um, can especially be affected by the cold elements. So what are some ways that owners can make sure that their pets are safe and are, you know, going to be all right in in colder conditions? Well, if they're planning to spend a lot of time outside with their dog, um, they should consider getting the animal a jacket, a sweater, something that would give that extra layer of protection. It's not really too extravagant. Uh, Some dogs, you know, for some dogs, this can be really helpful for them keeping warm. Uh, recognize that if it's too cold for you, it may be too cold for your dog, especially, like I said, the ones with the short fur or they're on the thinner side, leaner side, uh, they're elderly, they're all especially susceptible. And another thing to consider is please don't shave your dogs in the wintertime, actually even in the summertime. We've talked about this before, right. You know, cut cut out any mats or, you know, do your, your general grooming, but don't shave them because obviously that hair, just like with us, you know, having layers of, of um, clothing and whatnot, that, that serves as their clothing in many respects. That's their insulation. So that's their protection against the uh, you know, frostbite and whatnot. Okay. So speaking of frostbite and, and things that we tend to think of humans as being more susceptible to, but animals are susceptible to hypothermia and frostbite. What are some tips there as far as, you know, if you're roaming around with your pets, what can we do to keep them safe? I would definitely suggest uh, leashing your pets at all if you're especially in areas where they can get into trouble with going on to an ice pond. There's weak points and we've all seen it on the news where there's had to be rescues of animals that have been on the ice and uh, and it's a really risky situation so I always you know recommend to leave that to the professionals if uh, your animal happens to fall through the ice but to prevent that in general but to prevent that in general is using a leash or some sort of a tie out so that your animal doesn't run off and uh, do what animals do and right. get themselves into trouble. That's right. What about walking your pet and things that we might need to do there? They're definitely susceptible to frostbite. Their paws and their ears and their tails are especially susceptible. So uh, I recommend when you bring them in from either a walk or playing out in the snow, as many dogs do enjoy doing, um, you check their check their paws and their ears and their tail Uh, you can wipe off their paws there's actually some products on the line as well that uh, are a protectant for the paws it's kind of a salve Uh uh-huh oh so you put that on you put it on ahead of time 
and it does protect the the paw pads from cracking and from getting all that salt in those cracks um so there's some products out there that are there that are a nice protectant for that you need to be able to recognize the frostbitten skin frostbitten skin can usually appear to be pale or gray and uh, you can treat that by wrapping the area in a dry towel to gradually warm the area but I always recommend if it's beyond that um, to take the animal to the vet and get treatment for that. People obviously when we're out and about and we are not handling the cold well we'll start to shiver and that sort of thing. I'm guessing that's the same thing we need to look out for for our animals too. Yes, uh, very very similar. Uh, they can definitely tremble when they're cold. Uh, they shake. You try to take them to places where it's not too windy or keep your walks a little bit shorter than average. They can also get sleepy. So if you are noticing that your dog is more tired in the winter time, um, this can be common. And sleeping a lot or constantly, you know, being sleepy and less active mean, may mean that they are cold. They can have slow breathing. So if you notice that their breathing is a little bit slower, try covering them up with a blanket and look for other signs of disease as well. Right. They can move slower and us people kind of tend to know that too. You know, arthritis tends to oh, uh, peak. Sure, yeah. You know, in both people and animals in the wintertime. It's cold. Arthritis, you know, hurts our joints and makes us move slower. So, you know, with those aging dogs especially, uh, that's something that definitely um, to cue into. Sometimes if they're slow, they also kind of become a little clumsy. Their body is stiff, so they're just not working their muscles and their gait might be off. Mm -hmm. So that's something to definitely notice. And this was uh, a bit surprising to me as well. Uh, Especially small dogs, they get hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) Hiccups can be a sign that they're feeling cold. And so that that was something to me that was... Okay, An interesting I, will, fact. I will take note of that because I have two small dogs and I had no idea that that would be a thing for them. So mm-hmm. thanks for that fact. Sure, Corey. sure. Um, so, you know, overall, just watch for numbness in animals. If they're numb, then that means that, you know, you may need to massage them a bit, warm them up, get their blood circulating. Just kind of take that whole picture into mind. And if your animal is suffering from some some cold effects try to warm them up and and if you're unable to or they seem to be going into some sort of distress I'd say get them to the vet I will say that from my own personal experience I know that one of my dogs has a little bit of poor circulation because his ears are affected by that just in regular temperatures and so when it comes to cold temperatures I really watch out for him because even if it's just a slight drop in temperature I can tell that when we're outside he's he's like I don't like it mm-hmm. because it's he starts to shiver a little bit and I was okay we got to get back inside so one other thing that we definitely want to touch on are, are the sort of the chemical dangers that are out there in particular salt can be a big problem for your dog you know you might use it to help with your traction on on ice on a driveway or something like that but this can be really bad for your dog yes it it certainly can be the salt goes a long way for those of us you know for traction like you said but for for dogs it tends to burn their feet so like i said before you know if you can find like a salve for a preventative 
um, you can do that or also invest in some dog boots. There's a lot out there that are useful for the, the littlest to the largest of dogs. Those can be really useful. Yeah, and if you get those, you might want to give your time, your dog some time to get used to them because yes. you've probably seen those videos <laughs> yes. where they're walking. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. We want to make sure that if our dogs, though, are injured by the salt that, uh, you know, rinse their paws off so that we don't have that problem in the first place. And, and then, of course, if things happen to take a turn for the worse with their feet, take them to the vet. Yes. And let's talk a little bit about antifreeze. Yes, antifreeze is pretty commonly known to be very dangerous for all animals. So it tastes sweet to them. And so naturally, if there's an automobile that's leaking antifreeze or someone has left some antifreeze out and maybe the temperatures have cracked that container, that can leak out. And certainly, unfortunately, it can be very deadly to animals. So um, you definitely want to keep that in mind. Um, check your vehicles. Don't leave the antifreeze out. There are some pet-friendly types of antifreeze, but we just never know. So it's just always better to keep it inaccessible sure. to our animals. And since we are talking about cars, let's go back to this idea of keeping your animals safe. And, and let's go back to cats for a second. Cats certainly love warm engine blocks. Mm. So um, it's wise if you are coming out, you know, to your vehicle to start off the day, just bang on the hood of your vehicle a few times just to alert any cats that might have taken up shelter in your vehicle, you know, that evening. Because when you got home that evening, that animal could have just sensed that nice warmth and... Right. wedges they wedge themselves in that engine block and for that comfort and warmth and then they get a rude awakening right when that engine turns Yikes. on so you want to avoid that at all possible so just go ahead and, and bang on your hood and uh, alert that cat or whatever critters might be hiding <laughs> sure. in, hiding in there uh, to wake up and to make an exit <laughs> a swift exit <laughs> yes. out of the engine yes. block would be a good idea and some other things just with winter in general and um, the fact that it does get dark a lot earlier. I personally have seen a lot of my neighbors out with their dogs as I'm coming home and it's getting dark and ooh, we need to be careful out there. Right. We still like to get out with our animals, you know, but it is um, darker earlier. And so it's really wise to, if you're going to put a jacket on your animal, uh, a lot of them do have the reflective striping. I know the ones that I use for my dogs do. So that's helpful. And then I have all these little blinking lights that attach to their collars. I have all kinds of that's great <laughs> things that I attach so that people can see me. They can see my dogs. You can attach things to leashes or get leashes that have reflective tape. You can even buy reflective tape and put it on your leash. So there's a lot of different ways that you can protect yourself and your animals while you're walking in the evening time. And lastly, of course, it can be a little bit dangerous to leave your animal in the car, just like in the summer where you wouldn't want to leave your animal in a hot car. You've got to watch out in the colder temperatures as well. Exactly. And that goes for cats and dogs. So those vehicles, we all know how cold they can get just as much as they can get hot. 
So um, animals can definitely suffer if they're kept in a vehicle for any period of time. You know, take them out, bring them in, keep them protected. Um, don't leave them unattended, you know, in the vehicles. Um, and if you have to have, you know, your dog outside or your cat outside, take every measure possible to keep them as comfortable as possible and as warm as possible. After all, they are a member of your family. They are. So let's take care of them. We need to love them. them. That's right. So this has been a wealth of great information, and we hope everyone has learned a lot about the importance of taking care of your pet during the colder months. Thanks again for joining us, Officer Charette. If you're interested in learning more about animal control and tips for responsible pet ownership, we encourage you to visit our website at montva.com slash animal control. We have a bunch of helpful information on that page, which includes links to county ordinances, as well as some printable guides that you can share with your friends and neighbors. Again, that's montva.com slash animal control.